We are Coming In Hot, the podcast. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Thank you live from Airplay Beats for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in Midtown Sack. Now, everybody, we got the birthday girl in the house today. (laughs) (laughs) I did my research. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. (laughs) During the pandemic, a lot of us business owners talked about a pivot. We got to do a pivot. We got to pivot this. We got to pivot that. This young lady that I got over here, she pivoted all the way to the bank, and I love it. (laughs) If you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about the co-founder of Dream Girls Hair, Shari Wilson in the building over Zoom. What up, Shari? (laughs) Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks so much for coming on. You know, um, this 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 podcast, uh, when I started it, I wanted to get people on here, you know, that, that are in SAC, that are thriving business owners, or even if you're not thriving, but, you know, um, one thing that I kind of said, you know, before we got on here is um, my wife actually told me about you during the pandemic. And, you know, like when, when she gets with somebody, she messes with them, you know, like I, your hair products is in my house. She uses them. My daughter uses them. So, you know, I, I thank you from them. And when I, when I told my wife that you'd be on, she got all gleeful. She was like, I'm going to listen to that one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so where are you from originally? Shari? I'm from South Central LA. That's what's up. Representing yes. West Coast yes. in the building. That's it. How was it I'm growing from. up in South Central? Tell the folks out there how it was. Well, you know, I grew up in um um over here in Slauson. It was, you know, it 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 was middle class, but we were still in the middle in the heart of, you know, the gangs. I grew up with the rolling sixties. Okay. Um, and so and my sister chose to go up the hill, you know, mm. which is better, the the better side. And I chose to go down the hill. So I was a little um, menace to society <laughs> when I was growing up. <laughs> I did everything. Pun intended, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a menace. But God is good. Uh, my sister snatched me up when I turned 16 years old and I never looked back. I was a straight tomboy then. Mm-hmm. And um by the grace of God, I just, you know, I got my stuff together and got focused, went to um, college, um, graduated high school, went to college, ended up moving up to Sacramento and been here ever since. So, so where'd you go to college at? Cal State Northridge. Oh, okay. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah, major in business. What was the decision to come to Sacramento? You know what? Of course, a dude, <laughs> my ex-husband. Um, I end up getting end up getting pregnant and mm-hmm. um, end up moving up to Sacramento with him, and I just we got married and had our kids, and I just never left. I ended up building a good foundation with my business here, so I mm-hmm. never went back to LA. But I still have a salon out there, and I'm there all the time. Okay, that's what's up. Um, what um. What started you with hair? Was it something that you grew up doing um, when you went to college? What were you going for business? Were you going, you know, like 
were, was this what you went to college for? Because I'm not somebody that went to college because I, I'm just not that smart. But, mm-hmm. you know, like I had to figure all this business stuff out for myself. Were you going to college strictly for business to start your hair business? Or were no. you just going to college because that was what people told you to do? Exactly. And and also, you know, I always did hair growing up. I started off braiding for my auntie. And then um, I end up I end up doing hair for my auntie. And I used to braid for her. And then my sister, my mom and dad built my mom, built my sister a salon um, at the salon, I mean, at the back of our house. And my sister found out that I knew how to wash and blow dry and press hair. So I started doing it for her on the side. Mm-hmm. And so I was late to every homecoming, every prom, all that good stuff. So I never really wanted to do hair for a living, mm-hmm. but it was a gift. And um, I also thought a hairstylist wasn't a profession. Like, I really can't make money doing hair. Like, that's a hustle. Like, Mm -hmm. I always wanted, I saw my mom and dad struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a middle-class family, but we never, we didn't never have, um, we always had something, but we never had over, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I always, me and my sister, we wanted to have over. We wanted to have a lot of money. We wanted to be able to do what we wanted to do. Now look at the sale price when we go into the store. Mm-hmm. And I just never thought that, you know, doing hair can give me that because of what I saw and what people said about the hair industry. So I always kind of steered away from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went to school, I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do um, to become successful, you know? Yeah. And um, what happened was I, I'm sorry. What happened was I end up doing, going to corporate. And when I went inside, when I went to corporate, I used to come home and do hair full time. And so I'll go to corporate from nine to five. And then from there, come home and do hair from six to one o'clock in the morning. Well, one day I end up counting my money and I realized I was making more money doing hair from after work than I did when I was going to work corporate. Mm. And I remember calling my mom and I'm like, mom, this is, this is the deal. This is what I wanted to do. And I just needed her approval. Mm -hmm. When she was like, do it. I, I quit my job and I decided to do hair full time. But I said, if I was going to do this, that I was going to make it into a career and make it respectful where everybody look at me, they're going to see a businesswoman. Yeah. And so that's what I did. Yeah. And, you know, like growing up, you know, like it's funny how you said, you know, washing and blow drying and pressing. Cause I just remember my sister and my mom in that kitchen yelling at each other, my sister hollering, you know, like you know, (laughs) explain to the people, (laughs) you know, explain to the folks out here, you know, that don't know about what, you know, black women have to go through to get that, that hair, right. You know, you talking about back in the days in the kitchen. Yeah. Back in the day. And and that grease where you be like, out your burning. And that hits you on top of your head saying, I ain't burnt you yet, but I'm about to. (laughs) That's what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, The struggle. (laughs) But, but you know what, what came with that was a lot of low self-esteem about our hair too. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of African-American women, we walk around, we, we think low of our hair. We look at other races and we think they have the best grade or, 
you know, they have hair goals, but the struggle that we had with our hair really had us looking at ourselves in a negative way. And so when I decided to do hair, I wanted to change that. I wanted to let every black woman know that, listen, your hair can grow too. Mm-hmm. Our hair could be just as long. It could be just as thick. We just need to treat our hair a little different. Sometimes our hair needs to be put at rest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our hair needs a little bit more moisture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our hair just needs a, a different ingredient than other people do. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was my goal because I was that child. Yeah, I had sandy blonde hair. My daddy used to be like, Charlotte, put some beer in that girl bottle so she can <laughs> shut up, you know? <laughs> my mom used to do my hair once a week and that was on Sundays. Yes. And that's it. Because my hair was so just hard to manage. I had beautiful hair, but it was hard to manage. And, um, you know, my, my goal, my goal, I'm so sorry. My goal is to um, tell every I'm so sorry. Let me put this on. Do not disturb. Somebody over there blowing you up. <laughs> okay. I think I did it. Mm-hmm. I think it's on do not disturb. Can you see me now? I can't. Okay. There Can you, you go. see me now? Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, my goal was to let to let our people know that we can have healthy hair. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's just my goal. You know, to kill the stereotype. Yeah. So, you know, you and your sister uh, founded the business, correct? Uh Uh-huh. And you guys came up with how to grow healthy hair for, you know, as black folks. Um, What was that conversation that started this, this explosion pretty much? You know what I mean? Because like I said, like, I don't really... Look, uh, this is my hair, so I'm not I'm not really into it. But you know, my <laughs> my wife, she was the she was the first one to tell me about you. How did it start with you trying to you know get everybody involved, uh, black women involved, or you know, just women of color with um, growing their hair and doing it naturally and you know safe? You know, we was doing it already. And so we was already doing hair healthy. Mm-hmm. And what happened was my sister made a post about a protective style that she was doing. And someone said that, you know, doing weaves will break off your hair and da 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 da. And so we end up showing pictures of our clients coming out of our program. And so people start calling it the healthy hair program. Mm-hmm. Oh, kept calling like, oh, I want to start the healthy hair program. I mm-hmm. want to start. But ever since we started doing hair, we was doing hair, made healthy hair. And um, what I was going to say, we was already doing healthy hair. So actually our clients end up naming it the healthy hair program. And um, it was just something we already, you know, we started doing. My sister have a different texture than myself. Mm -hmm. I have more of a kinkier texture. And... um, you know, we was able, she was able to get my hair to grow. So if she was able to get my texture and then her texture, and then we start duplicating it on all of our different clients, mm-hmm. it was like, wait, we're on to something. Mm-hmm. And so what we did was we decided to bottle everything up and put it inside a bottle because we was traveling to like New York and Atlanta and Florida. Like we start traveling and um, it started getting really, really hard on us and our body and being away from our family. Mm -hmm. And so we started the process and then we stopped. 
And then we started again right before the pandemic and then we got shut down. Mm. And then something we had to make a decision. Do we wait, you know, until we open back up or do we go forward? And we decided to go forward, but we decided to do a, um, a um, soft launch, like a pre-sale mm-hmm. because we wasn't for sure if we could market it, market the, the um, product like we needed to, you know, because the, the, um, the pandemic. So we decided to do a pre-sale that weekend. Mm-hmm. Like it was a weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We ended up doing 30, like $35,000 that weekend. Ooh. So we was able, we was able to take that money and we was able to, um, we was able to take that money and we was able to buy the cans, the bottles and everything that we needed. And then the first six months we did a million, we closed it out at 2.5 and wow. we just keep going up from there. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank just you. you and your sister. Just me and my sister <laughs> and my, and our kids. So it's, yeah. we're, we're a black, you know, black owned product line, but we are also a family owned product. So my son is like, CFO, her daughters is running stuff. So, yeah, that is a beautiful thing. Gee, woo! All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what's the um, what's the process when somebody comes to you and hey, you know, I got this hair um, again. Like my my wife always tells me because my wife is uh, she has Puerto Rican, she has. Um, She's black, of course, and she has um, Hawaiian, and her hair is totally different from my daughter's hair, which, you know, is half me and half Mm -hmm. my wife. And she always used to tell me, like, this texture is just, you know, so different than what I'm used to. What is, when somebody's starting out with your process, how do they start? And how do they get going with this process on, you know, because you said there's different textures. So how do, how do people get started with your program? Well, you know, when you first come on where we can give you a consultation so we can look at your hair, but it comes with step-by-step. We have to remember, even though all hair is different, all hair is like a fabric, right? So you have some fabrics that you can't put inside um, hot water. You Mm -hmm. got some fabrics that you can't, um, put inside the dryer. So you just have to understand your type of hair and just understand the do's and the don'ts. Um, and most of the time when clients come to me, I listen to what they've been doing. You know, I listen. Some people know their hair better than I know your hair. Like, you know, your hair. So I listen, and, but I also teach them how to listen to their hair. So if you're listening to your hair, If you're brushing your hair and you're hearing it crack and break and start noticing what you're using, the brushes that you're using, your hair will tell you what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. And your hair will also tell you a story about what's going on within. So a lot of times, especially with African-American women, we're low on iron. We're low on vitamin D. It's so many different things that we're low on. And if we're just tweaking a few things, we'll see a big difference in our hair. That is great. Um, So. What, what's your salon's main focus? Is it just doing the hair? Is it like, so somebody comes in, are you putting them on the program? Do they got to ask for the program or when they cut, you know, or is it just like you come in for a cut, a wash, a blow dry? Mm -hmm. Um, What's what's your guys' main focus? 
98% of the people is coming in for the program. They're calling us for the program. I have people flying in from Tennessee, New York, DC, Chicago. I mean, they're flying in for the program, but we also do basic washing styles and sometimes braids. So, um, but we will evaluate every client hair and recommend, you know, if we recommend you put your hair up or you go into a weave for a little bit, or you cut your hair, like we do recommend, um, or suggest what needs to be done to each client. Okay. And yeah. look, looking on your IG and you guys are great on social media, you know, somebody that, you know, business is running through social media. I always look at other people like, yeah, they got something going on there. I might steal some of your stuff. So don't be mad at me. But I do. Something. It's enough for all of us. Hey, exactly. We all make it. Exactly. Uh, one thing I do want to ask, because, you know, I've been growing out this beard for about, you know, five, six years. Is there any kind of beard uh, products coming out? Yeah, you squinting because, yeah, this is as far as I right. got. What, what's, funny <laughs> is, what's funny is we have a few people using our product on their beard. It works. The oil works on your beard. And use the, the shampoo and the conditioner. You will love it. Try it. Hey, you hear you hear that, wifey? I'm coming for your <laughs> bottles tonight because <laughs> I need to figure something else out here. Yes, it, it works. So what what do you think makes this hair pr uh, line product so popular? Is it just the the end result where people have been trying to grow their hair out for so long that they're just like you know, telling their friends because this is all a word of mouth thing, right? Yeah. And and I, I think what makes us so popular is because we show proof of the before and afters. Um, we use real people, real results. And when people actually come into our salon, they leave seeing results mm -hmm. right away. Like they see that their hair is softer. They They see results. So I think that's the difference between us and other hair companies is that we're actually providing results, not just for one texture, mm -hmm. but for all textures. And um, we're also behind the chair. So we're, our hands are in so many different types of people here. If you look at most of the product lines that's owned, um, that's for black hair, it's not even hairstylists, one. Mm -hmm. And most of the time it's not even owned by black people. So yeah, yeah. I, I get that part. But um, I want to get into the business part of this because as somebody that a lot of people come to me and they ask about business and how they start, like what uh -huh. are some of the, the those points? Because I, I'm sure people are DMing you, you know, like how did you do this? Like what is, what are probably like two of the top things that you could tell people out there trying to start a business? And, you know, like, and I, I'll just tell people right now, you got to work at it. <laughs> you know what you have to work at it but you have to change your mindset mm -hmm. even before this product line you know i was a hairstylist making six hundred thousand dollars a mm -hmm. year mm -hmm. so it's not just the product line that i'm that i'm being very successful at i'm successful at business because i have change my mindset. Like you can't see everything, but on my walls, I have goals. Um, I'm constantly reading books that, mm -hmm. um, that help me, you know, 
Um, I spend time with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I write down everything that I want. I'm big on vision boards. You have to start strategizing about the things that you want in life. And then you got to be able to put the things around you that's going to help you get there and then eliminate the things that may stop you from getting there. Uh-huh. And that and that's what I do with everything. So yeah, the product line is blowing up, but it's just an outcome of my work ethics that I've been having for the last 15 years. Um, I had people look at my, you know, I went to go buy a house way before um, the product line came out and I had tax people like, I never seen a hairstylist make this much money. Mm. And it's not that I, my prices is crazy. It's just because I know how to work my vision. I uh-huh. know how to put things on paper and I know how to manifest the things. One, I know how to listen to God. <laughs> and when he tells me things, I write it down uh-huh. and then I activate. I act. I just start activating the things that I write down. Yep. Yeah. All you right. got to get focused. You got to eliminate things and people. You are you guys listening to this out here? If you guys been listening to me for the last year, this is what I've been telling people. Like you got to get out of your own way sometimes because, and you can't bring everybody along either. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you got some people there, but this is your business. This is your life. I can't sit here and, you know, tell my manager, he got to work 24 seven for me because you're paying them. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's some things that you got to take on your own. You got to be out there. You got to be grinding on your own, you know, because you're never going to, you're never going to have your dream if somebody else is doing it for you, because all that's going to happen is that you're going to get upset that they're not doing their job. You need to do that job. You know, like you need to be, you know, like I'm sure you over there sweeping up after yourself and doing, you know, like cleaning up after yourself. You know, like there's there's this those those little things that people don't understand as a business owner. You get up and you go and you might get some sleep that night. You might not. But at the end of the day, you just have to get up. You got to go. You got to write stuff down. I'm a big I'm a big person like the notes in your in my phone. If, if somebody saw it, because I just sit there and I jot all day, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then maybe at the end of the day, I might go through them and be like, oh, that's trash. That's not, you know, let's work on this. Let's do that. But always getting it out of your brain on a piece of paper in your notes on your phone. Like, even if you have just like this little thought that can grow into something way bigger. You know, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. like you said, with your vision board, you might have something jotted down and you might not even think about it until, you know, a month later and be like, oh, this right here. Let me let me start messing with this because I saw something else. Am am I on the right page? Am I with you? Or, you know, like, is that something that um, resonates with you, too? Like just Uh, always on that. (laughs) <laughs> my notes are full on my phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm big with writing things down. Um, and I actually like to write because it's proven when you write, it's it, your mind reacts a little different. Uh-huh. And so I write, I have so many different notebooks. I mean, craziness. Like, and then it also when I'm going through things, um, hiccups, sometimes I go back through my, my journal and it reminds me where I was a year from now or six months from now. Uh-huh. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm always in a coaching class. So right now I'm in a coaching. Um, 
a master class. And my coach said yesterday, he said, it's not always about people thinking low of themselves. It's about not thinking right of yourself. Mm. And so that's big too. It's like, sometimes you really got to sit down and figure out what it is because we're living out of um, things people said to us back in the days, you know, like I remember when my grandmother told me um, some things that really stuck with me. And I, I literally lived out of those words that she said to me for years. So I wanted to prove to everybody I wasn't going to be that. So I stayed in a marriage for too long mm-hmm. when I wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. I started opening up all type of stuff because I wanted to show people that I was going to be successful and I was going to be this and I was going to be that. And me doing all that stuff ended up causing me to be sick. So I had three boutiques. I had one in Old Sack, one in Old El Grove, one in Old Folsom. The first black cosmetology school in South um, South Sack. A salon in LA, a salon in El Grove. So I'm like doing all this stuff. And I realized that I wasn't really doing it because I, it was something that I desired. And that was my goal. But it was something I was doing it because I was trying to prove everybody that I am somebody. Mm -hmm. And that almost cost me my life because I ended up breaking up with shingles. Mm -hmm. So you really got to figure out uh, what it is that you're trying to do, what it is that you may be working from a wound, right? Mm -hmm. Something that somebody told you or did to you and you're living out of that and um, try to fix that, heal that. Because I'm, I'm I'm a testimony that I, you can let that fire you up, but you cannot let that drive you. If that makes sense. So I allow my wounds to fire me up, but I don't allow them to drive me anymore. And so now just with me having my, my cosmetology school, my product line and doing hair, I make more money now than I did having five different businesses going on, you know? So I got focused, I strategized, um, I got censored and yeah, yeah, it, it would definitely work. Yeah, it would de- definitely work. Definitely. And I'm, I'm right along those same lines as you, you know, like over these last couple of years, you know, like with a lot of restaurants closing that everybody comes to me now, like, Hey, you want to open one in Roseville? Hey, you want to do this? But you know, like I have a business partner, but I'm the business part of the the relationship. And, you know, but I'm also the executive chef and, you know, like, so I, when I open these places, people are like, how do you do this? I do have a good team. Don't get me wrong, but to oversee all of that and actually, you know, like you seem like you're a micromanager, just like I am, you know, so, you know, and I have to, I have to touch everything. I have to be everywhere. And, you know, the, the biggest test for me is this uh, the Reno thing that we're going to be doing this year, you know, is that, you know, I have a director of operations. He's been with me since the beginning and I'm sending him out to Reno by himself to set up that location. And my wife already said, I can't go. So I really have to trust somebody with this next venture. You know, so yeah, yeah, because yeah. I just feel like, you know, Reno's just one of those places that I think is going to be the next Sacramento. I, I truly believe this. So, oh, wow. you know, um, I'm making that leap. 
But, you know, it's just with a food truck. But at the same time, you know, like I, I need I want to see it, but I can't be there. But, you know, but over this last year, I did do a lot of soul searching and like, what is my path? You know, like, what do I want to do? Because I was on if the pandemic didn't happen, I probably have 10, 15 restaurants right now. Yeah. Like, no yeah. lie, you know, and owned and operated by me. You know, yeah. because that's just the type of person I am. But yeah. I do want to talk a little bit more about this um, this uh, cosmetology school that you opened. First mm-hmm. Black-owned cosmetology school in Sacramento. And How Barber. Did, and Barber. How did this come about? It, was this always your goal or was it just something that popped up and you just had to hop on it real quick? You know, um, it was never my goal to open up a cosmetology and barber school. What happened was when I decided to leave um, corporate, I ended up being, becoming an apprentice at Another Look. And Another Look has a salon and they have one in Laguna and they uh-huh. have one in South Sac. And when I did that, I worked underneath Tracy and Rob for years. And so I was their assistant. I ended up becoming a salon manager. And I mean, people had all type of stuff to say about me. And this is a this is one thing I will say before you could become an entrepreneur. Sometimes you got to get underneath the entrepreneur Mm. and really understand how it works. And I did that for years with Tracy and Rob. And it wasn't always easy, especially being in the salon, people calling me gophers, people saying I'm a kiss butt. But I stayed focused and I knew that I was there to learn the business Mm -hmm. side. Well, when all that got done, um, Tracy and Rob, they went and opened up another salon. I went down in Old Elk Grove. And when Rob had a dream that God wanted him to open up a school Mm -hmm. and he was supposed to partner with some people, what was the first one he thought of? Because he thought about my work ethic. He thought about, you know, how I'm a hard worker. He thought about my marketing skills. He saw my billboards around town and he wanted me to be a part of the team. And he called me and I said, yes. And so I think that just came with me positioning myself, me being consistent, me being a hard worker, even when it was hard, even when I wanted to quit, even when I wanted to say, forget this, I'm about to do my own thing. I stay consistent. I did my job. And um, that's what people need to understand. And I think that's what we're lacking with the new generation. As soon as something gets hard, people want to walk off. As yep. soon as something gets hard, people want to leave. As soon yep. as something gets hard, people want to bad talk. I never bad talk, talk nobody because you never know when the opportunity will be yours, mm-hmm. you know? And that opportunity came my way and I jumped on it and we're equal partners. Mm-hmm. Um, our school is growing fast. We're federal um, ran to the, we have grants, student loans, all that through the feds. And we're just blessed. We're blessed and we're happy. And, you know, our students are walking away, not knowing, not just knowing how to pass state board, but they're walking away knowing how to do hair and how to run a business. So I'm super excited about that. That is amazing because somebody that went to culinary school, they didn't teach me much. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the, the business part and, you know, I always go back to, you know, the business part of everything is just knowing your numbers and being able to look at those numbers and talk through those numbers. And, you know, like in, in culinary school, we had, I think it was 15 days 
of the business part, you know, and what you guys are doing. And that's why I always wanted to open up a culinary school because what I was told when I was in culinary school is that I was going to be a a chef at a resort. I was going to be the next Bobby Flay if I wanted to be. And then I got chewed up and spit out in the middle of San Francisco to fit for myself. So, you know, uh, what you guys are doing, especially, you know, people that want to be in your business and try to grow in that field, they need to know those X's and O's and those numbers because you, you will never understand, like, I, I had to learn everything the hard way. Like, mm-hmm. I, I truly did because I just made mistakes. You know, and luckily, you know, I had, you know, a few people I could talk to out there. But if I would have kept going down that road, it would have been bad for me, you know, uh, especially with business. So if you have a mentor like yourself that, you know, and I'm sure you're just like me, if somebody calls you picking up and, you know, it might be a two, three minute conversation. But, you know, just to have somebody like you as a mentor, I'm sure is great for those people. But I, I do want to talk about um, the, the the Forbes. Forbes came, oh. and uh-huh. Forbes wrote about you. Yeah, yeah, big that time. was big. Big Forbes time. and Fortune. Yeah. Oh, Forbes and Fortune. Are you listening? <laughs> yeah. Coming in hot crew out there. <laughs> yeah. How was that? Yeah. How did it come about? Man. Yeah, they reached out to us and wanted to do a story and. They did their story. I mean, we had a lot of press when we um, during the pandemic. And so we're just grateful. We're still having a lot of press um, coming in and people asking us to do interviews. So we're just blessed. We're blessed. We're honored. We're humble. And again, I take it back to God because if it wasn't for him, none of this would be possible. So, you know, just as much as I receive, I like to give back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Are you still scaling? Is this, do you want to take over the world? Are you, do you just have, you know, enough right now where you could pass that on to your son? Like where, where is the business going? Yeah, I have, we have six boys. And so um, I need enough to pass to all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we are still scaling. Um, You know, we're, um, we're coming out with new products. Okay. And so that should be launching in March. And so we're just, we're, we're allowing, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us where he wants us to go. That's it. So we're just being obedient and following, but we definitely are scaling. We got new products coming out. We want to teach other cosmetologists what we're doing Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, do more coaching. That's my passion. I just want to coach and, you know, help somebody make it because I know how it was for me 15 years ago. You know, it wasn't always easy. I remember house being foreclosed on, um, how my car being repoed, me bringing generators into my house to keep myself warm and my kids warm because I couldn't pay the PG&E, me sleeping, you know, at the arena to try to get knackers to refinance my house. I mean, I went through it. And so um, I'm grateful that I'm able to be where I'm at today. Um, but my goal is to give back and especially give back to those people who are where I was then now, you know, uh-huh. I want to just speak life to them and let them know, just keep holding on and keep pushing. You know, the struggle, is not going to last always write down your dreams, stay focused. Don't, you know, faith, 
Faith yeah. is not about what you see. It's about what you don't see. So mm-hmm. keep pushing through. And so I'm honored. And, uh, you know, I just want to give back. I want to just give back to my community. I want to give back to my people. Amazing. All right. Mm -hmm. You ready for some top fives? I got a couple top fives for you. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Top five business tools. Mm. Business tools. Well, I would say top five, make sure you have an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Quick books, some type of books. You need some type of books. Um, Always know what's going on with your money. You know, you got to know what's what's going on with your money. Um, what else? Business, business. Um, you got to have a team. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't do everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. Even Jesus needed a team. He, yep. he had a team. And so you can't, you can't do it by yourself. So have a team, make sure you have somebody helping you with your money. Make sure you know what's going on with your money, not just passing it on and letting somebody else run it, but you got to know what's going on too. And, um, marketing key. Put yourself mm-hmm. out there. Be bold enough. Invest in yourself. Get some coaching. You know, I'm still in coaching. I will stay in some type of coaching program because it's so important for other people to see what you don't see in yourself and to pull that out of you. Yep. So coaching and, um, you know, I'm always staying. I'm traveling next month to um, Italy for a class and then I'm going to a class in North Carolina. And then what else? Um, you know, stay prayerful. Keep God. You know, I know people won't say that's business tool, but for me it is. And it's working, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Top five protective hairstyles. You can get a wig braid up, um, a weave, braids, or you can do a natural style that you can leave alone for a minute. So if that's um, cornrows going back or um, some people do crochet braids, but you got to be a little careful with that, that it's not too heavy. Okay. Top five vitamins for healthy hair. Vitamin D. Vitamin D is extremely important. Okay. It, it's important for even COVID. I'm actually have COVID right now. And I just tested yesterday. I was, um, positive and I just tested again I literally probably took 20 vitamin D pills mm. now don't don't y'all do this but look it up <laughs> it was like the 20, uh, drinking bleach <laughs> I took 20 vitamin D pills and I just tested myself just now and there you I, go um, I tested negative that's what's but, up um vitamin D iron um vitamin D iron vitamin C because vitamin C uh, vitamin D don't work without vitamin C zinc and then I also use a um, uh, uh, DHT blocker because we all get DHT buildup. Men cause prostate cancer and women cause hair loss. So DHT blockers. Okay. All right. Okay. This is this is the uh, the time. We're about to come in hot. Now, this okay. is anything you need to get off your chest. It could be political. It could be religious. <laughs> It could be personal. It could be about the kids. All right. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Shari mm-hmm. Wilson, it is mm-hmm. time to come in hot. What you got? Hey. <laughs> I would say protect your space at all times. Understand mm. why people are around you. Mm. Sometimes people are there. 
everybody have a reason why they want to be around you. It's up to you to determine what those reasons are and put people in their places because one, everybody can't go with you. Everybody wants to leech off of you and you have to have discernment with that, especially the more popular you get, the more people is going to come and try to um, use the things that you may be able to offer for their gain. So I would say just watch your surroundings um, and just, just watch the people that's around you because sometimes it can hinder where you're going. Yeah. That was hot. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, I second that. Always <laughs> choose yeah. your crew wisely. Yeah, and yeah. keep keep some family around you too. I'll just add that part. Yeah, you know definitely. because they ain't going nowhere. Yeah, everybody, everybody else, your best friend. Yeah, every <laughs> everybody talk about all the other stuff, but yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Go ahead yeah. and plug all your stuff, Shari. Um, social media, your website, where they can find all your products, your school, whatever you want to do. It's your time. Okay, so my school is on Florin 5950 Florin Road. Uh, my salons is in Los Angeles and also Elk Grove. Elk Grove is 9090 Elk Grove Boulevard. Los Angeles is 5441 Sepulveda Boulevard in Culver City. And my IG is I am Shari Wilson. And for Dream Girls, it's Dream Girls Hair. Um, my website is dghair.com. And then for Mix, is Mix dot ed dot com and yeah that's it and level up with shari wilson so i have a um, podcast myself oh can i get on your podcast absolutely let's let's chop it up hey uh, well thank you shari wilson for coming through Thank you for having me. Sorry for all the, the, the interruptions. Nah, you're a busy woman. You're a busy woman. I appreciate everything that you're doing right now. Like I said, you know, like your hair products are in my house. So my wife thanks you. My daughter thanks you. And, you know, for, for coming in hot, this is Chef Cease. If you want to holler at me, at Chef Cease on all social media platforms, at Coming In Hot. If you want those delicious mouthwater and chicken sandwiches, www.nashandproper.com or holla at us at Nash and Proper. Thank you, Shari Wilson. Love you all. Peace. Thank you.